Hey, 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 everybody. So today we are going to, uh, today we're going to talk about the importance of uh, giving and receiving feedback. And I want to start off centering that the PhD doctoral experience is um, stressful, to say the least. And one of the biggest stressors uh, one of the many stressors is uh, all the different dimensions of things that you are juggling. And uh, one of the things that uh, you're juggling is relationships. Uh, the other things you're juggling are um, things that you're turning in and, and submitting and all of that. And uh, in that, in the process of engaging in um, the giving of, uh, the growth, right, that you're doing, um, you have to engage in uh, receiving feedback. And within your, uh, your courses with your peers, uh, you're often asked to give feedback as well. And so this is something that's really, really practical. Um, and it will help to support your academic development as well as your professional development. So we're just going to go ahead and, and, and jump right on in. So in terms of when you might be engaging in this giving and getting, uh, it might be in a cohort-based model, in a classroom uh, experience, um, and as well as working with colleagues. And uh, it could be formal, it could be informal as well. Um, and we also want to think about um, the combination of the graduate student as, as a professional as well. And so these things, uh, these roles are often intertwined. Um, so as far as barriers to um, engaging in the process, uh, the first is, and, and this is non- uh, not first, second, third, but first by way of mentioning it first. Um, oftentimes there's a lack of uh, familiarity with engaging in this type of process. Um, in professional settings, there might be limited opportunities um, for this um, giving and, and getting feedback and a culture of that. And uh, it might be something that's very, very new, especially shifting from a master's to a PhD program. You might be getting feedback at the end of the semester versus ongoing. The second thing is fear of pushback. If I give you my opinion or I give you some kind of criteria-based feedback, I may be telling you something you don't want to hear. And that may come with you um, pushing back for me, you treating me differently. And so that fear of pushback is really real. And then uh, the last is um, there's sometimes you can get feedback and still have so many questions, right? Or sometimes you can give feedback and get no response. And so uh, if there are no expectations around what that process looks like, it um, it can become frustrating, okay? So in terms of, um, we're going to go, we're going to talk about two different sides. We're going to talk about the um, things to consider when giving feedback. 
and um, things to consider when receiving feedback. So we'll start off with the when giving feedback, right? So the first thing is really to really be clear on the expectations. And there are um, some big bucket areas to consider. The first is, uh, is this goal-centered feedback? Is it targeted, targeted feedback from a project or paper uh, before or after or during? What is it really specific, being clear on that? Um, is it feedback that we're offering uh, based on a problem? Are we doing some problem solving? Um, as well. Is this open-ended feedback? Are we brainstorming? Are we uh, pushing around ideas, uh, clarifying something? Is it where, is it feedback to help us um, make a decision, right? We need all the information. We need some additional information. We're asking for feedback and we know we're going to use that immediately, right? And so all of these different types are requiring us to um, offer feedback for a different purpose. And so understanding what that, uh, what, um, what the goal is, and if you don't know, uh, clarify. And if someone is telling you, this is what I need, and, you, and you're still thinking, well, they're, they're saying this, but I'm seeing that there are multiple ways that um, I could be multiple um, avenues or approaches I can use to, to, to give folks, folks feedback. And please know that if someone is saying they need a specific type and you have something right on your mind and, and you've been ruminating on it and, and it's applicable and you want to share it, great. But if you've been ruminating on that thing or you just think of something, these are great ideas, but they don't need it right now, then it might not be so helpful for them. Write it down, capture it, share it at a later time, but really being cognizant of what folks are asking for versus what you are offering to them, okay? So now we're going to switch over to when receiving feedback, what are things that you should consider, okay? The first is separating the person from the organization or the person from the course. Um, what do I mean by that? I mean that if someone is giving you feedback and it's to support some aspect of your uh, project, of your proposal, whatever it be, um, being able to isolate that and say, hey, how is this feedback helping me in the areas where there might be gaps? And how can I grab that so I don't make the same mistakes? If I were given the same opportunity again with this feedback, would it help me? to have something that was more uh, effective, okay? The second thing to do is to consider uh, dialoguing when it serves you and your growth. What do I mean by that? I mean, if you get some feedback and you've got questions, you have to make a decision. Is uh, the act of me asking more questions and, and um going to help me and I really, really need this because if dialoguing or engaging in this this back and forth is not going to serve you, it's not going to help you and you've determined that, then you want to keep on moving. But more often than not, asking um, for, for clarity and then sitting with that and doing the first thing that we said, um, really separating the person from the feedback, and that's a really difficult thing to do 
right? But if you practice it, it will help you because you'll say, I've got this, this, and this. I keep hearing this, this, and this. I need to work on this. There, these are some gaps um, that I have. Uh, the next thing is to think about the process and how you are feeling uh, with being being receptive to the feedback. And that means if you need to take 24 hours because you can't engage in this moment or 48, then take it. But don't take more than that. Because if something is really important to you, ask for the feedback and ask for it when whoever can be offering it to you. If it's an individual, your your peer, your professor, your someone professional, um, you want the situation, the product to be fresh in their mind, the presentation, the paper, you want that to be fresh in their mind so that they can give you uh, something that you can take and, and walk with it and move with it. And the longer you, the longer time period you take, if you take a week or two weeks, um, because you, you sat it down and it was too much, right? You're not going to get the, the, the best feedback. So take a pause, but don't uh, move away from it too long. Okay. Um, the other thing is to understand uh, what the process entails. And let me give you an example. In academia, we have this thing called peer review. And in peer review, you have something to say, right? You have an idea, you have some research, you have some uh, something conceptual, theoretical, you have a big idea, you want to put it out there, you decide where you're going to put it, you're going to publish it, you're going to submit it to a journal so that other people can read your ideas so you can share all of the whatever this thing is that you want to share uh and the journal then says hmm i've got your submission now i've got to decide uh have you written something that we want to publish in this space right now and does it meet all the requirements that we needed to meet that we've preset and uh they will give you back that that manuscript, that paper, and they will suggest revisions. And sometimes they'll have a, a first reviewer, they'll have a second reviewer. And um, this process is, um, it's pretty standard, right? It's standard as in uh, the phases of things that you go through. But I've known folks that have, have had minimal uh, revisions, and I've known folks that have had um, much more than that. And that process of of getting feedback and going through peer review is um it's a thing it's it's a thing and so um folks that have gone through it they're they're able to talk about it and they're able to talk about it through this journal pretty much wants this this journal pretty much wants this if it's a special issue uh, this is what they're looking for and so um getting comfortable with the process of getting uh critical feedback. It's some, it's a muscle that you have to, to, to stretch. And uh, the last things that I will kind of round out today with is um, making peace with not always knowing the intent. Making peace with not always knowing the intent. And sometimes we get feedback and we filter it through, I think they were trying to say this, or I think they had this in the back of their mind. Sometimes you know, sometimes you don't. And uh, sometimes you, you may need to take that feedback and to filter it and say, how can I use this for me and my growth in the future? And in doing that, 
you are stopping, you're pausing, you're reflecting, and you are designing uh, what you want your future to uh, to look like. And part of that is that I want to be able to do one, two, three. This feedback is going to help me in the process of my goals. Okay. So I hope that uh, there were some things today that you are able to grab hold of in terms of um, when to give feedback, uh, around which parameters, um, things to consider, as well as uh, things to consider when receiving feedback as well. And so uh, thanks so much for listening and uh, we'll see you next time.